You got to operate in truth, right? Operate in truth. Tell the truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gator Truth, Florida Football Podcast. I'm Daniel, and on this episode, we're going to look back at the Gators' 38-14 victory over the Vanderbilt Commodores this past Saturday, featuring homecoming in the swamp. It was a great afternoon. Got to see the Gators really bounce back after that big loss in Lexington against the Wildcats. And I'll be honest, due to the players that were going to be out on offense, I was surprised that we ended up scoring 38 points but I was not surprised on the other side that we held Vandy to only two scores. And granted, one of those scores did have a little bit of controversy. We'll get there. And with that said, a 38 to 14 victory in what will be our easiest game remaining on the schedule is not a bad thing. And definitely beating Vanderbilt is better for perception than losing to Vanderbilt like we did last year. So it's good that we've turned the page on that at least, and that, again, the crowd showed up well. I know that the announced attendance was almost 90,000. I don't believe it's quite that high, but I would say it ended up being at least 80,000 once everything filled in, which after a big loss against a team like Kentucky, We've seen attendance drop off much dire than that before, so good on the Gator fans for coming out and supporting the team. Gators are only 4-2 and two on the year. That's not bad. It could have been much worse at this point in the season. In fact, some people had us projected to be much worse at this point in the season. So with that said, got to take the good. Let's go ahead and start looking at the game. Well, to begin the game or to begin our review, let's look at the storylines ad coming to the game, which, as I've already said, it is the Gators' last quote-unquote easy game on the schedule. From here on out, we either have really tough teams, top 25 teams, or we got teams coming off of a bye in the case of South Carolina and Arkansas. Just like I said in the preseason, this is the part of the season where we're going to face three straight teams coming off of a bye. For those of you that are possibly new listening to the first time go back listen to our preseason we talk about this talked about last year this year that i like to look at the context of how teams are coming into games sometimes we benefit from the context of you know this team has several big games before us where sometimes we don't benefit like here where we've got three straight games against teams with bye weeks before us with that said it was our last easy, quote unquote, easy game on the schedule. And the Gators passed that with flying colors. Of course, last year we faced Vanderbilt in the second to last game of the season, did not pass that test. So that is something positive to take away, if nothing else, from this game. And I think there are a few other positives as well. We talked about how the Gators had to bounce back from Kentucky because last year we struggled with a bad USF team. With that said, did we struggle a little bit in the first quarter? Of course, we take the ball down and score on the first drive. I didn't hate the trick play on the second drive. I thought it was good. Unfortunately, it just was not the best pass. I can live with that. But then we struggled to score for a little bit. But then 
we got our feet under us and did really well from there on out. And then I talked about how it's a must win for Billy Napier. And during the week, I had an interesting conversation about people talk, a few people, one or two talking about how they're sick of hearing each game being a must win for Billy Napier. And in a way I agree, but in a way, Again, like with scheduling, there's a lot of context around that. Of course, we talked about in the preview, the context of there are a lot of people that aren't being loud or aren't being parts of noise in the system. And if you were to lose to Vanderbilt for a second straight year, they're probably joining the noise. And it may be something like Florida's not heard before. The good news is we've won. We don't have to worry about that. Of course, spoiler alert. South Carolina is now a must-win for a completely different situation. I don't think all games here on out are must-wins, but there are reasons why you would say that about certain games. And also, spoiler alert, if you are ever a top-tier team, almost every game is a must-win because in college football, sometimes one loss can eliminate you from chances at championships. And if you're saying, well, it's only one loss, well, 2012, not the best offensive team, great defensive team for the Gators. One loss kept us out of the SEC title opportunity and kept us out of a possible backdoor national title opportunity. So again, depending on where you are, must win can have a little bit different meaning, but you're never going to escape must win scenarios. With that said, let's move on. Let's talk about the Gators' offense against Vanderbilt's defense. Vandy came into the game allowing 408.8 yards per game, and I talked about how that was equivalent. They were tied with Ole Miss. The Gators ended up putting up 495 yards, which is terrific. Anytime you do almost 500 yards, that is well worth celebrating, no matter the opponent. And yes, I didn't know coming into the game, Vanderbilt's defense was missing several players. In fact, I didn't even know too much about that until I rewatched the game because, well, the commentators kept repeating it over and over about how shorthanded they were and stuff like that. I really don't. I mean, yes, that's a factor, and we'll talk about that. But still, almost 500 yards against an SEC team, with especially with the offensive issues we've had on and off, that's what we're celebrating for this game. I talked about passing to open the run, and to be honest, we were doing for the most part in the game whatever we needed to do, whether it was Montreal Johnson having his best game against an FBS opponent that he's probably had since before the Vanderbilt game last year, or whether it was you know getting some guys the ball in space, which was our next key to the game, get playmakers the ball in space like Eugene Wilson or the good end-around call to get the first touchdown, the end-around to Ricky Pearsall. Things like that were definitely good to see. We didn't necessarily pass to open up the run. I wish we would have seen a little bit more of the intermediate passing game Seems to me that there's a lot of Gators I see on social media, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, other places that seem to believe that there are only long passes and screens. And I see a lot of that nonsense. Like, for example, when we did two checkdowns, when it was second 25, third and 25. 
a lot of people said, what'd you expect them to do? Just throw the ball 30 yards? Maybe. Or we could have tried doing, you know, I say this a lot, a slant play on second and 25. If the guy catches the ball in space, maybe he runs, gets five, 10 yards after the catch. And now we're looking at third and 10, third and 15, a lot more manageable than what we end up, which was third and 25 with a check down. There are intermediate routes. There are quick routes. And one thing that we did see in this game that I liked, we saw a quick out being thrown. We saw a few more of these quick routes that I've been really wanting to see. So, and that was getting players the ball in space. And if we get the players the ball in space and do these intermediate pass passing routes, that can help open up the run. Then this offense will be much better off. And I'm not even saying completely change the offense. Like I've said, I mentioned actual routes we've run, actual plays we've run. Um, you know, when I talk about how I hate the running two guys vertical, one guy standing on the sideline as a check down. We did that again this week. Didn't have much success when we did run it. Um, but we did have success with other things we did, such as getting the ball to Wilson, such as, you know, this in around two Pearsall, a lot of things like that. I said the favorable U- UF matchup was the receivers against the Vandy DBs. And there were a few times the receivers were open deep and Graham Mertz just missed them. We have seen him connect on a few deep throws. That's another thing that I've seen as well. We can't throw deep because he can't connect. Yeah, you're going to miss some deep, but that doesn't mean don't take the chance because even if you don't get it, you may get it next time, and the defense has to take account of that. Why have the defense know we can't, we don't have to drop safeties any further than 15 yards? You want to throw that, even if it doesn't complete, because now the safeties have to remember to play the last man deep, or, you know, all sorts of reasons why you do that. Gators ended up with 280 yards passing between Mertz. And Max Brown, Max Brown, four for four. That was good on him. Mertz, a lot of checkdowns with a lot of yards after catch. Did hit a few, you know, intermediates. Like I said, hit a quick, quick out. Overall, decent game. And like I said, Montreal Johnson with his best game against an FBS opponent since at least before Vanderbilt last year when he went 18, you know, not then, but in this game, Average 7.5 yards a carry, 18 carries, 135 yards, one TD, and had a long of 34. I also want to say special shout-out to Trayon Webb. Four carries, 70 yards, including a big 43-yarder, which I believe it was his father that posted on X or Twitter, whatever we're calling it now, um, a highlight of it and talking about what an honor it was to see his son playing in the orange and blue, and that's just something really cool and that's one thing that is really special about gear football and college athletics in general is just sometimes seeing that generational aspect you don't always see with a bunch of uh, sports moving on to the gators defense against the vandy offense well the gators first thing we said is you got to stop the run you gave up 280 yards to Davis and even more yards to other Kentucky members. First thing you you have to do against Vandy is stop the run. And they did that only 64 yards allowed 
less than four yards per carry surrendered. I believe it was about 3.4 yards per carry. That does include two sacks, but hey, 64 yards is really, really good. Good job bouncing back by the Skaters defense. Our second key was get sacks, force interceptions. We did get two sacks. I believe they were both in the first half, both big-time sacks to end drives. The zero INTs, well, we did get a forced fumble, and I got to say, even those zero INTs, that forced fumble was big. TJ Searcy, heads-up play. It's fourth and five. Vandy catches the ball, is converting the fourth down. Players going down, Cersei rips the ball out, Kimber jumps on the ball, and I'll say this. Had he been called down and not been a fumble, that play would have stood. Fortunately for us, the play was called a fumble, and it stood because, you know, no video, no indisputable video evidence, and that's why you always have to play these plays, which they did, whether or not, you know, you think it's out or not as a player, play it as it's live, and they did. Got a big turnover because at that point, Vandy, I believe it was 14-7. They were trying to get back momentum, converting a fourth down. Could do that. They would be on the Gators' side of the field. But instead, Cersei, Kember, in the chances of that big play on defense, perhaps you could argue the biggest defensive play of the game. Now, we talked about Vandy, top 40 passing offense averaging about 275 yards passing per game with that said the gators gave up 276 passing yards to vandy there is a caveat 137 of those yards were on two plays and that does include i believe it was an 85 yard yes the 85 yard touchdown pass I'm not going to get into a debate on Jason Marshall and whether he gave up effort or not. Point is, if he doesn't have his face mask pulled or if it's called a penalty, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to talk about the rest of it. Point is, 85 yards touchdown right after they get a turnover gave momentum. But with that said, Half the opposing team's yards were on two plays, one of them an 85-yard play. That really should have never happened up until that point. Again, I'm not getting dragged into some debate about he gave up on the play or he could have ran him down. Maybe, maybe not. I'll be the first to admit he's not done quite as well as I hoped he would coming into the season. But I'm also not going to sit here and bash him as a single player as he's done lots of good as well and we don't know exactly what happened after that face mask we know he adjusted his helmet we know he went to the ref for a signal whether he was on balance off balance could fully see fully knew what was going on there are a bunch of factors that i don't know you don't know and that's why i'm not going to get into a debate about it other than to say hey it happened The other play, Jakeem Jackson lined up against a true freshman. Jakeem Jackson is a true freshman himself and just gets beat deep for 52 yards. Jakeem Jackson comes up, has a few big plays to help with the ensuing goal line stand, which again was critical at that point in the game 
for the Gators, including, I believe, he broke up the fourth down pass. Arguably may have had some pass interference, you know, earlier on the goal line stand uh, set of downs, but uh, you know what? It wasn't called, and we benefited, and that'll make up for the, in part, for the uh, no call on that face mask. I did say that favorable matchup was the Gators linebackers against the Vanderbilt running backs. And since we only gave up 64 yards in the running game, I think I called that one correctly. I've got to note that our defense was facing Vanderbilt's backup quarterback. Now it's not like Seals isn't experienced. It isn't like he didn't start games for Vandy in the past, but we do have to be honest, operating truth. This is Vandy's backup team in some ways, and that is their backup quarterback, and they had lots of guys injured. And I only say that to segue into, we talked about the meaning of Vandy and the truth be told. Now the hard truth is I'm seeing a lot of people with the meaning of Vandy. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about, hey, there are things solved. I think it's too early to say that because this is Vanderbilt, and this wasn't even a full-strength Vanderbilt. We did really well, and we can be happy, but we can also, at the same time, acknowledge that even though Vanderbilt, even though Vanderbilt is a decent team, that they were starting a backup quarterback, and that does make a difference. We can acknowledge they were missing several defensive players and then lost more during the game while saying, hey, there were a lot of great things we saw, like quick outs. We saw some more creativity in the play calling with the double pass, with the end around of Pearsall. We saw Eugene Wilson scored a touchdown reception. Yeah, it was on that you know jet sweep where it's technically a pass where they just dink it forward. Lots of great things to say there, and there's nothing to take away that this was a good performance in the Swamp. I just think we got to be honest in that we can't take that performance and say, okay, now everything bad we saw against Utah or the roughness of the second half against Tennessee and Charlotte and then in Lexington. Well, we can clearly see there's evolution or things being solved. It's, I said before, Vanderbilt in many ways is a lot like a cupcake team. The only things you can take away are bad. That's why when I'm giving a lot of these good things I am talking about, and there are good things, but it is talking about, hey, what do we see evolution-wise? Creativity in the play calling. The team getting their head back together and playing a solid game after a big loss. There are things from that, but to say, hey, the you know play calling issue has been solved. And I've seen people dance on the periphery of that. Or, hey, look, our defense now has it fully back together. And they may. But it's hard to say when we're playing Vandy whether that's the case or not. They definitely look good and a lot better than they could have or necessarily have in the past with losses over the last few years. But are they back to who they were when they basically shut down that Tennessee team? I don't know, but hopefully we'll learn more coming up against South Carolina. Of course, we're going to preview that coming up later this week. But with that said, Vandy, what does it mean? It's a great win for homecoming. 
Does it mean anything, you know, moving forward in the schedule? I don't, I don't know. I don't think it says too much right now, but we will see. Maybe this is the game we point to and say, this is the turning point where they said, this is our new foundation and going forward, this is who we are. And we see a big second half this season. And that very well could happen. Well, with that said, let's go and give a shout out to our friends at Alvarez Lawn Company. If you're in the Central Florida area and you have a lawn project you need done or you need just a weekly, monthly maintenance, please give my friends at Alvarez Lawn Company a call or text for a free quote. Their number is 407-490-2617. Once again, 407-490-2617. And you can always reach them at their email address, alvarezlawncompany at gmail.com. Alvarez Lawn Company, building plans that work for you. Also, lots of great discussion over at GatorChatter.com. Along with the along with the podcast, I do a preview and review of each game, write up some things are the same, some things are different because they're different media and some things look better on both. But don't just go there for me. Go there because there's lots of great, Gator discussion, lots of funny things said about opposing teams, coaches, just a good time had by all. Help join the discussion at GatorChatter.com, your Florida Gators sports bar. And with that said, again, great victory for the Gators over the Commodores. We'll see coming up whether they can build on this momentum and get their first road win. We'll preview that later this week. And with that said, I just want to thank everyone for listening. You got to operate in truth. That is not the right one. But with that said, thank you all for listening. And as always, okay.